Hello guys and welcome back to Mommy Jojo Uncut Mojo Injection episode 14. Um, we're flying through them and I know I need to take a break and then get into series 2 but I'm just meeting so many amazing people that I think, oh I just want to keep putting the content out, I'm loving this. And to know that you guys are loving it too, please keep rating us, you can rate us every week. So if you've rated us once, you could actually rate us another 13 times. Um, it really helps to reach more people and I appreciate the support so, so much. I was described a couple of times this week as selfless and I thought that's one of the nicest compliments. And I think the reason people are saying that is because, well I guess the genuine nature of the content I'm putting out there because I have to push my ego aside and share and if you've listened to episode one of this podcast you will know how much I am willing to share and also that hubs of mine and it's a very big weekend for us as we celebrate our seven year wedding anniversary tomorrow Monday the 3rd of September and we've been together for over 10 years which is crazy we were saying last night how much have we achieved in that space of time in seven years of marriage we've pushed out two kids um well i have he had a slightly easier role um we've had two kids we've moved house we both set up our own business we have had a lot of fun we've drank a lot of champagne um i've ran a marathon he's ran several miles because he's addicted to exercise but hey I would much rather he was addicted to exercise than other things um but yeah we had to give ourselves a pat on the back last night and go look sometimes we want to kill each other sometimes we think there could be better um but we're still hanging on bad for tips for an article an annual article I do on marriage from all I've learned from my marriage and my mum wrote me the most beautiful letter I won't share that, I'll keep most of it private, but I will share a couple of lines of advice in the blog, on the blog this week. But I thought, how can I give back to the podcast this week? How can I be selfless on my wedding anniversary? And I thought, look, mental health, a huge part of that is our relationships. They can impact our stress, which can fluctuate like the stock market. And I know I have a lot of friends and people that write to me, but they couldn't stay in their relationship and I get that it's better for your mental health if you're in a toxic relationship or something that you're just not able to fix it's better to part ways so I've got one of Edinburgh's top senior solicitors on the podcast this week Debbie Riki she is amazing comes to us this week from BTO Family Law she's fab at her job she's able to answer a lot of tricky questions that fire her way over the next 45 minutes and um yeah i'm just thrilled to have her but first up bonza wants to come and say hey well be nice to people just support your kids and yeah share everything and then that will make people really happy and sometimes in life bonnie we can argue with people we love and it can be hard to get on with them and it's learning to try and compromise and respect each other isn't it yeah. So nice to have you here. It's lovely to be here. I'm delighted we met and it's right on point with this seven year itch because when we look at the statistics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as I was saying in the intro, the number one cause for poor mental health is relationships. Okay. Over things like money and health, which surprised me at first. So what made you get into this? It must be a challenging role, but a rewarding role in parts. It is, yeah. I think I got into this because I want to try and help people. Mm-hmm. So whether they are you know, you struggling with a breakdown in a relationship, struggling over not seeing their children, mm-hmm. um, I want to try and help them and help them through that process and, and get them to a better place at the end. Yeah, it's an amazing thing to do. It must be hard though. It can be, <laughs> but it's worth it. I mean, with me, so seven year wedding anniversary, whoop whoop, sexy times. But <laughs> when we actually looked at the stats, you found something quite powerful about the, the spike. Do you want to tell me about that? Yeah, I mean, you'd said to me, oh, there, you know, seven year itch. And I kind of thought, okay, I don't think I believe that that's a real thing. And um, I, I printed off the most up to date figures from the government. Um, and there is a bit of a spike between kind of years five to seven, yeah. um, which is a bit odd um, and, and in keeping with what you were saying. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And you'll probably, you'll meet different people all the time. And 
they want you were saying not everyone that comes to you gets divorced some people work mm-hmm. it out so I think before we go into that because I would say it's better for your mental health to if the relationship if there's nothing you can do but a lot of people want to try and save it first I think that's right particularly for children yes I think people want to try and sort it out and that changes it yeah so I guess for you let's start with the couples you've met and you'll meet so many, and I find the whole fast the whole relationship fascinating. But what kind of top tips would you say for people that still want to try and make things work, and what you've seen how people have managed to make it work? I think my ultimate top tip is is get legal advice early on. Okay. So even if you think that you are going to try and sort it out, come and speak to a solicitor. I'm not going to say to you, right, let's get into court. We're yeah. going to give you proper advice about what you can be looking at, what you can be thinking about. Um, I've got a number of family therapists I work closely with. I've got a number of counsellors that I work closely with. Okay. And it's maybe directing people in that kind of direction. Okay. Um, but giving them the information about how the law works. Mm-hmm. So that if that doesn't work, they know what they're looking at. They know where they're heading. Um, and they, they know what kind of things to be thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've had a number of people that have come to see me and I've not heard from them. Or you maybe don't hear from them for a while because they've been away, they've been trying to sort it uh-huh. and they maybe come back with extra questions uh-huh. that are coming up as they're going, uh-huh. you know, and it's, it's kind of leaving that door open, I think. It really is a process because for me, I've had relationships, long-term relationships, I've never been divorced. Um, Scott and I spoke so openly on episode one about you know, yep. times we thought, I'm going to kill you. Oh, and we have moments where we're just thinking, and, and it can be really trivial things, but it's when they build and yep. then you feel like you're not being heard. I think that's one of my frustrations. Yep. And it's, we're both so busy. And sometimes I just want to say to him, simple things like, why do you keep calling me Joanne? When I've told you for years, just call me Joe it's or Jojo. Jo. <laughs> yeah. Or why do you keep moaning about the housework when you have suggested we get a cleaner? You know how hard I'm working. I've asked you to do loads of things that you're not doing, like fix the techie for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I've got a new mic and I'm trying to get it working. And I'm thinking, well, you expect me to do the clean. You know, it's, it's these day-to-day things because yeah. in the past, I've had, you know, issues with relationships and my dad gave me a really good piece of advice and he said, look, if you can live the rest of your life this way, if you love that person enough, enough yeah. to put up with it, That's it. Um, and in the past I've not, you know, I was younger, I, I, you know, I had this idea of the kind of guy I wanted to marry and I say quite clearly in the book, I was always stuck between the geek and the bastard. My friend Robin had said that to me. And I needed someone down the line. And I was sure when I met Scott, he is a great guy. He's definitely ticking a lot of the boxes. Yep. But he's not perfect, you know? But then I think, who is? Yeah. And I suppose it's not letting a small thing like cleaning, which in the grand scheme of things, it's important to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bugbear for me. But is it enough to stop your relationship yeah I mean I, I guess if it builds for well, some it. people it's it's probably not feeling like you're being valued it's probably a deeper thing isn't it I think a lot of people maybe feel it's a lack of communication uh-huh. they just don't speak to each other about it so yes. it kind of fuddles away in your head and you're getting more and more annoyed about it and you're not just saying look uh-huh. this is really upsetting me yeah we need to sort it it's tricky I mean for you and you'll meet couples all the time what are the kind of key things the key reasons early on what makes someone go right I want to come and and get legal advice I'm thinking about the d word I think there's so many different I I don't think there's one thing that stands out for me as being the main reason people come to see me Um, I think you know there's obvious things like there's been maybe affairs um, or you know something like that um, maybe there's just been a bit of a breakdown that things have just not been quite so good mm-hmm. over a period and they're kind of thinking things are not how they were before uh-huh. and they're kind of worried that that's them almost falling out of love and um, how to deal with that so people growing so, and changing do you think? yeah I think people do grow and change and um, they don't grow together all well, the that's time it. yeah because you're different people yeah. um, and I've had a number of people who have um, come to see me at the point where maybe their children have left home Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden there's a change in their family, a change in their family dynamic, mm-hmm. um, which may, maybe makes them realise that they're not the same people mm-hmm. together anymore. 
Oh, so do you think there was so much emphasis on the kids that oh, they forgot who they were as a couple? Maybe, or? maybe. I think there's all different reasons. That's yeah, I know it's hard to sort it of pigeonhole hard. a couple because yeah. we're all so different. Uh-huh. That's it, exactly. Oh, goodness. So, so lots of different reasons. Yeah, definitely. So tips. What, what sort of tips would you give early on then to people that come in and they say, because for example, see with the fear thing, that's huge, but I would say that's, mostly emotional they say affairs are because people it's not about the sex or no. the you know maybe you don't have sex but you fall in love with someone it's the emotional it's the definitely. emotional it's not you know we can all and, and scott and i are very honest and I, I wrote a piece a couple of years ago about um what marriage and love is and what, sometimes it can be so unsubtle and he sees someone that's just gorgeous and yeah. he's like or he'll say oh I really enjoyed chatting to her at the party she had great chat and I'm like you totally fancy <laughs> her he's like oh yeah. she's pretty hot yeah do you not think that's just normal as well yeah totally um it's totally not, it's letting that not going further yeah that's the thing it? it's admitting because I hear people say oh no 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 I don't fancy anyone else and maybe some people don't don't look at other I don't know I I don't know how realistic that is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you meet people and, yeah, you just... Chemistry is quite a hard thing to measure, isn't totally, it? Yeah. But it's knowing when you can just go, oh, they're lovely, really nice. End maybe story. Uh, yeah, maybe in a different world or something. I remember exactly. someone saying that to me in a bar when I was single <laughs> a while ago. Um, uh, a married guy, and he'd, he said to me, Oh, in a different world, Joe. And I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> in no world. <laughs> uh, what are you saying? Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. So what what advice would you give to someone that, say, has seen someone that they're really attracted to and they're contemplating having an affair? Because I hear of it all the time. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if that's a question for a divorce lawyer. <laughs> I th- I th- well... That might be a counsellor type thing rather than a divorce lawyer thing. Yeah. It is. It's a hard one, yeah, isn't it? It's a hard one. <laughs> I suppose it's, it's weighing up your relationship and weighing up your you know your marriage or your stable relationship. And is is that something that you really want to to forego, or would you look back on that and say that's the worst mistake I've ever made? Yeah. yeah. I do. You, do you think there's certain people that just have lower? Um, self control when it comes to that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's not from a from a divorce lawyer perspective. That's just yeah, <laughs> from just life. I think so, from yeah. a life perspective. Yeah, definitely. Because we were chatting and you were saying it's funny because people do work it out when there's been affairs. Like some couples will say, do. "Oh, actually, there's yeah. too much at stake here, mm-hmm. and it's not the be all and end all mm-hmm. of us." But I guess it's just that trust issue. Yeah, and I think that it's one of these things that you probably don't know how you would react to it until you're in that situation and until mm-hmm. you're you're faced with either being the person who has, has had an affair or the, the person who discovers that there's been an affair and mm-hmm. how how you you deal with that. Yeah. Um, but I've had a number of people who who have worked it out. Yeah. Um, and you know that they've had lawyers and we've been working as if we're going to uh-huh. to get to a divorce uh-huh. and at some point there's been a reconciliation yeah. um, and it, you know, it doesn't happen often but it has happened it's um, interesting it's nice though yeah. I, I quite like that phone call so you don't don't you know don't go any further yeah. <laughs> yeah does it inspire you in your own marriage meetings you think oh that. I think what I find really interesting was when I was getting married and I was always saying to my clients I'm not going to be in work for three weeks or whatever until I'm getting married on my honeymoon and they were all saying you're a divorce lawyer and you're getting married you know, that's ridiculous <laughs> but I think nobody gets married thinking they're going to get divorced Yeah. You know, I've been married to my husband for four years so mm-hmm. not yet the seven year itch yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> yeah, but I think what it probably does show me is that you do need to communicate with each other yeah. and I don't think now doing the job I do that I would ever if something was bugging me I don't think I would never not just say to my husband we need to get a cleaner yeah. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah. you would just yeah. say I guess it does it puts things in your head but as I was saying earlier it, I mean the divorce the percentage of people that get divorced do you have a stat for how many are getting divorced at the moment there's well they're broken down into all different categories the number of people who got divorced the most up-to-date figures i could get from the scottish government was up into 2016 and there was 9036 people got divorced in that year mm-hmm. um, and it was fairly consistent in the four years beforehand so i don't imagine that it'll have changed 
quid. Okay. I don't notice any difference in people coming to me and saying that they want to get divorced. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it will have gone down. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be going up. But I listened to a really powerful podcast, not my own, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, uh, it was someone saying that in terms of mental wellness and our well-being, if you stay in a relationship where you've tried and it's not, you know, and you're staying in it just for the sake of staying in it, it's so detrimental to your mental health. So there comes a point where you just have to, you know, because there's probably couples that are together and they shouldn't be together because their life is miserable. And you don't want to go home every night and be miserable Mm -hmm. in your own house. Yeah. Particularly if you've got kids. Yeah. Um, I have been told before, and I think it's definitely true, that you're better to have two parents who are happy and separate yeah. than to have two parents who are together and miserable yeah. for that those, that child or children in the middle. Yeah. Definitely. So someone comes to you and they say, right, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't help me. What, what, what happens? What? do you do? <laughs> so, well, the first meeting I have with the client is usually just, I think, about me getting to know them, getting to know what's happened in their um, in their life, both in terms of children, finances, the breakdown in the relationship, understanding what they want to get from it, yeah. um, and, you know, how we can try and get there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of different options available to people to deal with a separation. Um, so I would kind of explore all the different options with them and, and work out what's going to be the best way for them okay. um, to try and resolve things okay. for them. Okay. Um, do you want to go through the options? Yeah, yeah. I think people, I think there's a lot of people asking, what are the main options? Where, where do you go from here? And So the first option is that the two, the couple can basically sit down themselves and have a discussion and they can try and work it out themselves. And once they've done that, they can come back to me and say, right, we've reached an agreement, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I can then put it into a legal format. Okay. That's all well and good if you're both clued up on the finances, you both know exactly where you stand, that you're both confident that you're able to do that. Yeah. Um, if you're not, if you don't know that all the finances, if you're not comfortable, then that's probably not the best way to go. Okay. The most traditional way is for you both to have lawyers and lawyers email back and forward or write back and forward and basically negotiate on your behalf uh-huh, okay. um, about <clears throat> an overall financial settlement. Okay, because what's the standard agreement if you're married and you don't have a prenup? So the way that the law would deal with what, what they call your matrimonial property, mm-hmm. which is all of the assets and liabilities that you have acquired during your marriage that are in existence at the date that you separate. Okay. Okay, so the date you separate is the date you stop living together as if you're husband and wife. So it's when you actually don't live... So you can still be in the same property, but you're no longer living as a married couple. Okay. So you would take into account your living arrangements, your sleeping arrangements, Uh socialising arrangements. Okay. Like, when do your friends know, when do your family know that you've separated? That's your date of separation. Mm -hmm. So that's the date that we value what you've got, your assets and your liabilities. Okay. Excluded from that is inheritance and gifts from third parties. Everything else is in the pot. Ah, okay. okay. Um, what the law says is that the total of that should be divided fairly. Right, okay. okay. So fair starts off as equal, uh-huh. but there are loads of different arguments for unequal. And I suppose that's where I come in about, well, is there a, is there a reason that you should be getting slightly more uh-huh. um, of this total pot? Right, and is that down to the reasons that people get divorced? No, not at all. Um, it would be to do with things like, did they bring money into the marriage? Okay. It's called a source of funds. Okay. So did they have a pot of money that they then put into buying a house, for instance? Okay. Should they get some credit for that? Uh, okay. um, have they um, maybe taken a back seat in their career, so uh-huh. they suffered a bit of a disadvantage? Okay. Um, are they going to be predominantly looking after the children? Okay, so they're going yeah. to have that kind of responsibility going forward, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but there's loads of different arguments. And what about people that aren't married, but they're, um, I had someone tune in and, and say, you know, oh, we're, we're not married, but he's not doing his fair share with the kids and not giving me enough money. I mean... So if you're not married, um, <clears throat> then it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, for an overall 
division if you're separating, mm-hmm. um, then the law is a wee bit, it's a wee bit vague mm-hmm. uh, in that you can make a financial claim or a cohabitant okay. if there has been an economic advantage okay. in their favour or an economic disadvantage to you, and that's because of your relationship. Right. So what you would do is look at your financial position at the point you got together, uh-huh. the point that your relationship ended, and is there any difference? Uh-huh. And is that because of your marriage or your, of your relationship? Right. It's tricky. Uh, it's a difficult, a difficult thing to work out. It's such a hard one, and it's hard. And and do you feel? Because obviously it's such an emotional time, okay? And you've got to to look at all these things. People are thinking there's a lot of hurt or perhaps anger for a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. And I guess your job is to make sure the separation's as simple as possible. Yep. But do you feel when the emotions take over, it just makes all of this more difficult? Do you have advice for people? Um, I had a question, you know, they just feel like their partner, she's so bitter and, and, and making everything difficult. Mm, difficult. Yeah. It's not uncommon for that to be the case. And I suppose that a, a divorce or a separation is a bit like a bereavement. Yes. In that kind of sense that you're, it's a, it's a loss. It's a big, it's a big loss. loss. Yeah. And it, it can take people a while to get their head around that and to be able to deal with it. Yeah. Um, someone once told me that when you're stressed, it's the front part of your brain that okay. works, okay. Um, which is basically when you're dealing with kind of fight or flight. Uh-huh, yeah. So you, you, you can't really make rational decisions. Yeah. But the back part of your brain, which is the more rational part, is the bit that can make good decisions, okay. which you can't do when you're overly stressed uh-huh. and in that kind of fight or flight mode. Uh-huh. So I suppose it's about trying to get people into a situation where they can think properly, they uh-huh. can think clearly, and they can make good decisions okay. um, that are going to be sensible for them. Yeah, because uh, uh, that old cliche, time's a healer, but it's true. But it is true. In the heat of the moment. And yeah. I can even see it, you know, with ex-boyfriends I've had um, and, and, and friends and, and people that write to me when they've had a really bitter breakup mm-hmm. and it's just gone a bit nuts. Yeah. And people can be so... And good people could be so unreasonable. People that Definitely. were once, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. seen as the kind of dream partner, and they're just doing this crazy. People and are not themselves. They're Definitely not themselves, not. and that's why I think it's worrying with social media. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you've got some advice because you yeah. put together Definitely. some some top was it top, top ten tips, tips yeah. that you put together, and that 100%. may come into that. Yeah, so. I would generally say to people. Um, this would be devastating for you. <laughs> I would generally say don't try not to post on social media. Yeah. But it, not about everything, mm-hmm. um, but about you know your relationship, about your breakdown, particularly if you've got kids. Yeah. Um, what I would always say to people is if they are going to post things on social media, then you know bear in mind that if the worst comes to the worst and you do end up in court, that could be lodged in court. It could be in front of a sheriff. Mm-hmm. So you know be careful about what you're saying. You know, yes. Don't be inflammatory. Don't be you know. I suppose trying to get a reaction, uh-huh. kind of be mindful about what you're what you're doing. Because even on a day to day level, people can say such crazy things yeah. without thinking. Without thinking, totally. Um, someone had put I got my tattoo updated. It actually wasn't directed at me at all, but I I tuned in on it. And someone had said, "Oh, check out that post." Someone had said, "Oh, tattoos are so low class." Now. Although it wasn't directed at me, think of the percentage <laughs> yeah. of people that have a tattoo. Uh-huh. I think the word low class is, is quite mean. Uh-huh. Um, and to put that out there, now yeah. I'm sure this person is probably, I've heard, you know, probably quite a nice person, yeah. but they're, they're, they're putting this uh-huh. comment, and it's not, for, and it could just be the wording, but they, they could be a really nice person, but they think. Tattoos look a bit tacky. Lots of people think that. I get yeah. that. That's cool. A lot of the times, so tattoos are Speak personal. To yeah, just don't. It's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with the person for thinking that. Loads of people think they're tacky. I get. It. My mom can't stand the tattoo, even though I've got her name. Well, not her name, but her name's Violet. But I've got a violet flower on my back, oh, yeah. and it's a beautiful piece of art. But yeah. even my mom, you can tell she's like, "What <laughs> well, are you, you doing, Nutter?" Um, but you I see her. said to me that if I got a tattoo, that would be a divorce. Are you joking? <laughs> no. Oh my days. <laughs> it's funny because my husband said to me, why didn't you ask my permission? And I said, well, I thought it was my body. And he said, um, no, I, he said, I'm not big on tattoos. And I said, I think they're so hot on men. Yeah. They're so hot on men. But I'm not going to divorce them for not no, getting one. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's just knowing that you're going to have these thoughts, but just don't put them 
everywhere no. and especially social, social media. media the thing is even if you delete a post it's not gone it's still there you can still recover it um, you know if, if somebody's taking a screenshot mm-hmm. for instance oh, right. even if you go in and delete it they've still got that screenshot so in terms you of know, court you mean that yeah, could, yeah. yeah. So it can still come back so yeah. just be careful just be careful yeah. um, and I think linked to that one of the things I always tell people to do is change all their passwords for all of their social media, oh, yeah. for online banking, you yeah. know, for all their different accounts. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's not to say that people will go in and do anything that they shouldn't, uh-huh. but just in case they do. You know, it just kind of gives you, I think, that extra safety. It's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you think you were so close exactly. to this person. Exactly. I think that's the thing that blows a lot of people's minds. Like someone wrote to me last night, I was so close to this person and now they want nothing to do with me. And how can that how can that be? How really? can that yeah. be? Yeah. And you just think that's life. Yeah. Life is well they say unfair, but I actually read a, a brilliant article because one of the questions I was asked at the book launch is if you had the power granted to you to take any of the stories away in your book, what would you take? Yeah. And the power of that question that my brother David had asked was the answer is nothing because we learn from our mistakes and they yeah. make us stronger. But I had said something in my talk, oh, I'd take away the pain. And David said, you answered that wrong. You answered that totally <laughs> wrong. Our stories make us who we are. Life is not supposed to be fair. Life is never going to be. It's not about no, that. It's, it's, yeah. it's what you do with your stories. Well, that's it. Um, and sometimes love can be unfair. Yeah. You know, people can treat us like muck on their shoes um we can i i know looking back i've been so in love with people and then just and you don't speak to them now there's nothing yeah or i thought i was in love because well, when you're younger yeah oh is this love oh actually it's not yeah or i've loved people and they've just treated me like you know so you, you yeah. look at relationships and i always think as well there's two sides to every story totally. you know totally. someone may have been out of line but it's such a tricky topic because when emotions are involved you know I take my hat off to you for doing the work that you do (laughs) so if you were saying you'd prepared some tips for people that are really struggling right now with their separation what would you say because there's people really going to need your help and your words of wisdom so we've covered the social media, covered changing passwords. Um, I think I said at the beginning, get expert advice as soon as you can. Soon as. Go and see a, you know, a specialist family lawyer. Um, they quite often will do um, you know, a, a fix. We do a fixed fee for our first meeting, so you know how much your first meeting is going to cost you. Okay. You know, you know that that's I suppose that's it for your first meeting. Uh-huh. Go and see somebody. Get the, the you know the bones of the information, uh-huh. um, so you know where you're going. Um. One of the things that I think is really important is surround yourself with some supportive friends. And mm-hmm. I don't mean friends that are going to you know, slag your ex off. Uh-huh. I, mean, if, I mean people who are going to support you and you know help you through it and give you the support that you need. Because okay. you do need that. Because yeah. um, it's a tough time. Yeah. Um, people that are going to kind of build you back up again. Okay, so um, thinking about people that are thinking about you, the uh, person that's suffering, yeah. how they can help distract you or yeah, just yeah. be a, a good person. And just be there to listen to you as well, uh, I think. Okay. Um, because I think you probably need someone to say, oh, do you know what they've done now? Right, okay, <laughs> you know, so you, that's you healthy that. to vent that then. Totally. Just yeah, yeah. to the right place offline. Exactly, and without turning it into a bit of a pity party, because you want to try and get yourself more positive and... and Moving forward, Ian. Yeah, because it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah, it's hard. hard. And, yeah, it's and hard. some people handle rejection. Well, we all handle it differently. Totally differently. And every situation exactly. is different. And I suppose linked to that, one of the things that I would say is find what de-stresses you. Okay. Find something that you can go and do that will de-stress your head. You know, if, if you've had a particularly tough week, what can you go and do that will clear that so that you can get back onto it? Like, I do loads of spinning. Um, okay. and if I find if I'm a really hard day at work I go and sit on a spin bike for an hour do a class and it totally clears my mind Amazing. and I'm not saying that's for everybody mm-hmm. you know you might want to go for a walk or you know I don't know whatever yeah. but find something that you can use as a bit of an outlet and a bit of a, a de-stressor 
I would say exercise is always high up there, always isn't good. it? Yeah, because even good. if you can't be bothered and you're shattered, always feel better. Gives you yeah. a boost. It's yeah. um, sometimes Definitely. hard to find the time though, and you can see. It is totally. But then, if you were to think, well, if you were going to go home and sit for social media and ha- for half an hour, exactly. You know what I would say is whack this podcast on and go for go a for walk. walk. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Get <Okay>, the fresh <laughs> Surround yourself. No, Definitely. I think that's a really good tip because when we are, you know, when our cup goes to zero or in the yeah. minus, self-care can often go out the window totally. and we lose our energy, you know, you're yeah. not sleeping. And it's, it's, I think it's easy to then not prioritise uh-huh. something like that, like, like you know, yourself. Uh-huh. I think it's easy to be like, oh, I've got this um, separation that I'm dealing with or I've got whatever it's really hard I can't I can't go and do that for me yeah, but I think you have to you have to always definitely, take time definitely um, my other top tip is is really to do with children yeah I was um, thinking about children yeah. there reading my mind and I think it's really important not to put them in the middle um, yeah. they will be struggling oh, just just as much as you um, and they will depending on their ages you know they won't quite know what to do yeah. You know, and, and, and they will want to please both of you. Sometimes they'll want you just to get back together. Sometimes they'll think it's their fault. You oh, know, so, it's, so it's horrible. Really, it's really hard. Um, and I think just don't put them in the middle. Make it easy for them. Oh. Make it easy for them. If they want to go and see their mum or dad, make that easy for them to do so that they feel that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think supporting them through that is really important. Um, oh. And, you know, don't use them to pass messages. Mm-hmm. You know, just try and take them away from it. And it's hard. You know, you can't, you can't shield them from it entirely but make it as easy as you possibly can for them it's just and it's tricky for kids because they don't have that level of experience no. their mm. emotions you know teenagers are a bit like psychopaths <laughs> um and, and younger kids and you can see why couples stay together till the kids are older totally. even if they are yeah, because totally. it's just oh i mean they're ugh, yeah. it just breaks my heart for kids totally. it's, it's totally. so hard it's so hard and you can see why that makes couples really want to stick together yeah. and work it out but at the same time it's probably damaging for them to be exactly. in exactly. whatever sort of relationship is. and something that's quite common is that the kids will say um, for instance to one parent I really want to see you more I don't see enough of you oh. which is probably you know what, the, what they're thinking but then they might go home and say oh I, I don't want to see mum or dad anymore you right. know, because they, they, they want to please both parents, oh. so they don't quite know, do you know what I mean? Quite that's, quite know what to say. That's so such a shame. It's about helping them through that. And so it's not really manipulating the kids, it's making exactly. sure that they are, exactly. you know, you, you're encouraging them. Yeah. And it must be hard if, say, a partner's cheated or... Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and and as well what about with other partners involved so if someone's moved yeah. on into another relationship do you have any advice for people you know if they don't want the kids to be with that person I think I suppose it's inevitable that people will move on uh-huh. um, and I think if there's new partners then it's inevitable that at some point they're going to be introduced to children if they're going to be a long term partner and yeah. they might not be but if they are yeah. um, what I would say to people um, if I've got clients that say to me I've got a new partner I want to introduce you know, Joe, uh-huh. um, how would I deal with that? I tend to say to them just really slowly. Okay. No introductions until that relationship is established, s- established uh-huh. and stable. Uh-huh. And then just really slow, okay. just building it up, just wee bits. Because if you think of a child who has had to deal with a separation mm-hmm. and they then get used to another person uh-huh. who is not in any way a parent at all, uh-huh. but they will have a bond with them. Yeah. And that, that person then... Oh, it's awful. Do you know? So you, yeah. it's just about being really careful yeah. um, and managing it really, really well for them. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's difficult for the person on the other side if they haven't got a new partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just thinking about, well, you know, these things happen and you'll come out the other side. And what are the rights? So just say my kids are, and this is something that comes up a lot, and mm-hmm. I've been asked this, they're elsewhere with the other parent. What are the rights to me as the mum to know what the dad is doing, where they're going, where they're taking them? 
where you know if they're going on holiday how are people so if if both the mum and dad have got parental rights and responsibilities which they normally will do Mm -hmm. if the dad's named on the birth certificate and the birth was after may 2006 Uh then they'll have parental rights and responsibilities then neither of you can take the child out of the country without the other's consent okay right so So they can't leave the country can't leave the country without the other's consent is that law or yeah yeah and that was 2016 2006. Oh, in six. So yeah, that was, that was the... to parental rights and responsibilities. Okay. Um, so neither of you can go out of the country without the other's consent. The other parent is spending time with the child. Mm-hmm. Then it's really for them to determine what they're going to do with them, where they're going to go, who they're going to spend time with. Yeah. Um, the only way that you would ever get involved in that is if there was something going on that you didn't think was in your child's best interests. Okay. So if they were if they were being taken somewhere or there were people there who, who were going to be detrimental to them in some way. Okay. Um, and if and things like alcohol abuse or yeah, or drug abuse or, or anything like that neglect that kind of thing anything um, that put and when you say neglect um that's quite a strong word <laughs> yeah there'll be a lot of people and I know but right to me I, I talk about perfect mum and we all feel like we're neglecting our children sometimes <laughs> yeah. trying to juggle the school run and, and work or housework define neglect would you just I think for for me when I'm saying neglect has been a reason for one parent not to spend time with their children, I think that's relatively high. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about giving them McDonald's for their tea uh-huh. or anything like that. I'm talking about, you know, not feeding them. Yes, yeah, that's what came to my mind, yeah. actually. Um, you know, or not giving them a, a, a bath or something mm-hmm. like that. It's, yeah. it's got to be relatively, yeah. you know, relatively tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can have a McDonald's every so often. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for that. <laughs> Oh, this is so interesting. It, it's just funny, though, the things that you wouldn't think about. No. And, and, and you can see why it's stress because yep. it's so hard. Totally. It must be so hard with kids as well. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just take my hat off to people who are going through this right now mm. because it's not easy. No. One of the most common questions I get, mostly from dads, which is quite stereotypical, uh-huh. um, but is not how much am I allowed to see my children? Oh. Um, and there's no right and wrong to yeah. that. There's no right and wrong at all. It's whatever's best for that child. Okay. So it's what what works well for that person, that little person, in terms of you know when you're available, when the other parents are available around school, clubs, mm-hmm. what's best for them. Yeah. Um, you know, generally it's better for kids to see their mum and their dad yeah. and to see them both often. Uh-huh. Um, it's just how you can manage that. So do the parents sort of try and work that out first and then they would come and make a, you know, a, if someone said, well, I want them every weekend and you in the week or, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, there's so many different variations uh-huh. and I've seen everything and I, I think that the cases that I tend to not get too involved in are cases where parents are sharing the care of their children and there's no hassle. Okay. You know, for instance, do they have the week, maybe on a Wednesday or on a Saturday or uh-huh. something, or do they have a week about that yeah, kind of thing uh-huh. um, and I don't tend to get involved in them because if they're able to sort that out it's working well then brilliant fantastic when I tend to get more involved is, is where there's maybe one parent's not seen as much of the children as they want to okay. and they want to spend more time with them and it's or they're not getting to see them at all that's hard um, and that's yeah it's hard so it's about you know trying to get contact back up and running so that they are spending time with them and then progressing it so that it's at a level that everybody and the child is, is comfortable with and why would they not be able to see them at all? What sort of case would you mean the parent would stop them? They can do. They can do. I mean, we were talking earlier, obviously, about people having affairs. Uh-huh. So I suppose if, if um, your partner had an affair, then you might say, well, you're not getting to see your daughter. And, and it, is that it's, it's just, it's, Well, it's not right. But uh-huh. it's just an eject reaction. It's an emotional uh-huh. um, reaction. Um, and sometimes people calm down. They can sort it out. Uh-huh. Um, other times I would say, right, okay, let's communicate with them, mm-hmm. put forward a, a proposal that when you want to see your children and let's see if we can go from there. Okay. Um, and in your very, very worst case scenario, then you're going to court and saying mm-hmm. to the court, I'm not getting to see my children. Yeah. Um, I need an order that allows me to see them. Uh, so, um, and as long as that's in the best interest of the children, then the court will be, will be on side with that. I'm thinking so, of, uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best film for oh. kids that are going through that, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's my tip I'm putting I'm putting out there. Watch that film. Watch I, Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I think it's impossible to watch that and not cry. Yep. You know, the final scene so when good. she's talking and, 
and the kids and you just think it, it's a really clever and, and Robin Williams just oh, really? an absolute legend reminds me a lot of my dad and oh. what a guy he is Robin Williams well he was yeah. um, sadly but just uh, what a film yeah watch, such a good film watch that but yeah. but as you see it's a case by case yeah um, yeah yeah crazy just um, thinking what people it takes strength I guess to go through something and it's probably going to teach you so much about yourself you know yeah, and your definitely definitely because you know. um, the last tip I've got is really just believe that you will get there and you will get through it and it will get better and if that's kind of feeding into that that you know mm-hmm. use your you know your own strength and you will get to the end of it and it will you will get to a place where it is better and you can move on with your life mm-hmm. you know and that's my job to help you get there Yes. And, and the best and the easiest way that we possibly can. Yes. I mean, how long does it take someone to move on? And <laughs> That's a million dollar question, <laughs> isn't it? The <laughs> thing is, I've had cases which have been sorted very, very quickly. Okay. Um, and I've had cases that have taken years. And I've had everything in the middle. And it really depends on you know how difficult it is in terms of emotions, mm-hmm. how difficult it is in terms of assets. Yeah. If you've got really complicated mm-hmm. pensions or investments mm-hmm. and things like that, if you've got a lot of stuff that's out of the UK, mm-hmm. then it can make it harder and it just make it a lengthier process. Okay. Um, but my aim is always to try and get things sorted as quickly mm-hmm. um, as, and as you know as, as easily as possible. Okay. Well, that's always always yeah. good for people. <laughs> I just, um, as I say, with mental health, relationships is so key. Definitely. You know, there's no right and wrong, I guess, we can take from this. There's a lot of things you can do. I think if we've got time that mm-hmm. I would talk about is both mediation and collaboration. Uh-huh. Um, so we started talking earlier and got sidetracked yeah. <laughs> um, about different ways to deal with the separation. Yes. Um, and both mediation and collaboration are really, really good. Mm-hmm. So mediation is when you meet with a trained mediator. Okay. of which I am one Okay. and you both meet the mediator and you have separate meetings first and then you meet with the mediator together the mediator is impartial they're independent it's confidential okay. and the whole point of mediation is to encourage discussions to you know to think about your circumstances tailor solutions that are going to work for you both mm-hmm. um, and kind of work towards a work towards an agreement it's okay. particularly good if you've got kids okay um, so that's something to, to think about I think that would be um, very useful it's really useful um, what it's really useful if you've got kids it opens up some communication between you so okay you might not you may not like each other but if you can speak to each other yeah. and you can you know you can work out arrangements uh-huh. then that's going to be good okay regardless okay that's a great tip for people yeah the other thing is collaboration um, which is um and quite a non-confrontational way, which is quite good. Okay. Both people get collaboratively, collaboratively trained lawyers, which I can't say. Um, again, I'm collaboratively trained. Mm-hmm. And you have a series of meetings. Mm-hmm. So both people are there and both of their lawyers. And the, the meetings are very structured. Okay. Um, and they're kind of um, quite carefully planned by the solicitors in advance okay. to deal with issues, to deal with circumstances, and again, to work towards a resolution it can be quite creative because you're all there together uh-huh. you know, to, to try and work it out. What's really good about collaboration is it's based on a contract okay. that everybody signs, um, which basically says you're, you're going to um, treat the process with respect and integrity. Um, that's including the professionals, including the solicitors. Mm-hmm. Um, what it also means is that the parties, the people that are separating, can't go to court with those lawyers. So if negotiations oh, okay. break down uh-huh. and they want to go to court, they have to go and get new lawyers. Right, okay. And what that really does is it focuses everyone that everybody wants to reach a resolution, everyone wants to sort it out, which mm. is really good. Yeah. Um, and one of the really good benefits of collaboration is that you can bring in um, fina- uh, financial um, neutrals. So you can bring in financial advisors uh-huh. who can help if you've got um, assets and liabilities, you don't know how to sort it out they can come in and give help to both of you together about, you know, okay, you need this, you need that, how can we get there, Uh Um, which is really helpful. Um, And you can also have family consultants involved. So that would be like um, counsellors or kind of relationship um, experts. So they can come in and help make sure people are in the right frame of mind to deal with what they have to deal with. Ah, that's interesting. So, So it's really good as well. Both are really, really good options. Okay. Um, but so you would say that to someone, what would be your 
Who would be that, do you think, what sort of type of person would that be really good for? Someone's tuning in right now. For, for collaboration? Yeah. So collaboration, again, is really good if you've got kids. Really good if there's um, lots of different assets and things to sort out. Uh-huh. You need to be able to sit in the same room okay. as, as the person that you're separating from. Okay. However, you've got the benefit of your lawyer being there as well. Okay. Um, but, you, you know, you've got to sign up to this contract that you're going to deal with things with integrity and, you know, sensibly. Um, Sounds like a nice way to do it, it actually, doesn't do. it? It is. It's a much better way um, than going to court. It's even a much better way than writing letters because you have, you know, maybe, I don't know, two, three, four meetings, depends how you go, and you can get things sorted and you yeah. can reach an agreement and uh-huh. you can get it signed off, which is just much, much better, uh-huh. much better. And people tend to come out of the collaborative process feeling quite satisfied with it. Okay. You know, that they've been able to sit there, have a discussion and reach an agreement that they're all happy with. Yeah. So that's it's a good option. Yeah, that's it sounds it sounds positive. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Scott stops uh, if if he doesn't stop moaning then I might go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> I know a good divorce lawyer. <laughs> happy anniversary, yeah. darling. Um that's brilliant. Any other tips you want to dish out? Or, I mean, you've given plenty. People are, are doing well. I might have to charge for this podcast, <laughs> all this free legal advice. Free legal. <laughs> I think I've got all the tips that I've written down. I've, I've given you. That's amazing. So, that's been so insightful. Yeah. Really useful. And it's, it's interesting listening to it as someone who's not getting divorced, but someone who is fascinated in relationships and, yeah. and, and not just you know, ways to improve them, but when some when people are really, really unhappy, as yeah. I say, and it's the detriment of their mental health, how you can do it in the best way possible. Definitely. Yes, it's Definitely. going to be hurtful, it's going to be tough, but how you can really, right, bash on, we're, we're going to have to make the most of this situation. Exactly. And move on with your life. Exactly. For exactly. yourself, if you have kids, pets. Or pets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another one. I, I've got friends and they split custody of a dog for a while, um, but they weren't married, but they, they split yeah. it. They've been boyfriend and girlfriend but in it for a lot of people it's their child like they had their, their dog or their yeah. cat or whatever it is their child do they so have the same no cat? not at all really so you would what you would normally do is one person would would, would take the dog or cat mm-hmm. or whatever um, but i have had cases where there's been visits right because <laughs> then you still have to see each other it's tricky well that's it it's tricky but then if you want to see your pet exactly it's tough and you can see how you would get attached of to Of course. Attached to something, so. Yeah, a dog is like a man's best friend and yeah. all, all that stuff they say. That is hard. Oh, well, that's an interesting one. That was yeah. just one that I thought at the end there. <laughs> I'm sure people have so many more questions, but um, it's certainly given so much great advice, things for people to think about. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. And um, I, I think it would be nice just to end with a song because you know music is the soundtrack yeah. of life and certainly a, a tip I would give is, is when relationships go sour or you've had a tough day um, turn the, the tunes turn the up, tunes up one thing the hubs does that annoys me a bit is he turns the tunes down sometimes oh, yeah. we were doing the dishes I know I was, <laughs> we were doing the dishes last night I said can you just turn that down a bit I need to think straight I said Oh, I really enjoying that tune. Uh, it seems very trivial moaning about these silly things, though. When you think that, in you know, on the serious side, people are going through tough totally, times, totally. and um, you know, I make light of marriage and relationships, but they they are hard work. They mm-hmm. can be hard work, and um, you don't have to suffer in silence if you're really struggling. Um, but this advice is great. It's really good. So yep. it's going to help so many. So thank good. you, and. Um, Let's rock and roll with um what song are we gonna go for? <laughs> I can't decide. <laughs>
is black and blue and Miss Sunshine. Yeah, Laura, who raps? You gotta love that. You'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you still be my star. Baby, cause in the dark, you can see shiny cars. And that's where you need me there. With you, I'll always share. Because when the sun starts, we shine together. Told you I'll be here forever. Saying I'll always be your friend. Judgeless, so we soften. I 
got issues Sometimes we just need someone to talk to